Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the CMA student podcast. I'm Alan and I'm joined here today remotely with Connor. Hello everyone. On today's show we're going to discuss the recent announcements from SEMA around the May exams and how it is now time to take control of your qualification. We will also continue the theme of some positive news stories in these unusual times, including how large pharmaceutical companies are sharing their IP for the good of everybody and the positive effect lockdowns are having on the environment. We'll also have a student question at the end. So Connor, SEMA has been very busy recently providing updates to students about their upcoming May exams. I think the first thing we should say is it's great that the upcoming May exams are still upcoming, I guess. Yeah. They're, they're going ahead. Yeah, and I think maybe something which surprised a lot of students was the, the emails that came out from SEMA were talking about good news and how, um, I think that was in the, the subject line, good news, the exams are continuing as normal, you won't fall behind. And I think for a lot of people, you know, that is a big relief. It is an opportunity over these times that, you know, you can not only keep your SEMA on track, but you can really use this time to your advantage and keep progressing through exams. Even though there's a small part of everybody thinking, wouldn't it be great if there are no exams? Yeah, yeah, study? yeah. People but don't have that excuse, which I think maybe some might have been looking for. But I think the sooner you know that isn't there, the sooner that you can get your focus back on track. Yeah. So I think the overall thing is obviously you're going to be able to take your exams from home, which is, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes, about the, what we think are the great advantages from that. Um, but I think what they're trying, what the key takes, takeaways from what they were talking about recently were, um, I guess the format of the exams are the same. So if anybody's worried about security or reliability or fairness, if, if, if people are thinking, oh, well, somebody didn't study as hard as I do, and they're going to get an advantage over me, I just get rid of all those thoughts initially. It's no difference really in, the, in how it's going to be judged or run from where it's going to be, uh, where you would be if you're in a big exam hall with, with lots of people or in an exam test centre. Um, it's going to apply to case study and OT exams. So I think um, in early in early next week, SEMA will make a big announcement with more details around how you'll be able to access a case study exam, how you'll be able to access an OT exam. I think they're going to give preference to people who had already booked an exam and recently had them cancelled. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to, to book an exam and get yourself set up. Um, and I think that that's going to be a really big thing. And I think people should look for that email and and not think about it for a few days. Just get something done and get a move on, really, and, and take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, and I think that was one of the big things um, they were trying to get across in their emails and their announcements is just reassuring students that obviously it's a big change. You can now do your exams at home, but in terms of the way exams are going to be done and um, the fairness of them, the standard of them, none of that's changing. So it really isn't, um, you know, this huge drastic change to your preparations. It's just where you're actually going to be sitting the exams. So I think based on that, we, we're telling people um, really take advantage of this and, and get through as many exams as you can. I think that would be our overarching advice. Um, and it's time now to, to build yourself a plan. And we have study plans for all our subjects. And even if you're not a member or a paying member right now, you can access those study plans and have a look at them and see how they're put together and build yourself a similar plan. Um, and I think for the case study exams, yesterday we had our first live webinar for the OCS case study. And joining the webinars every week with, with Paul um, or even catching up later, um, gives you real structure because those webinars are a weekly thing 
um, and, and can kind of give you, even if you don't want to build a plan that lasts six or eight weeks, if, if you say you're not that type of person. Well, if you join Paul, Paul kind of, the webinar will be on the Friday and Paul will tell you what to do for the following Friday. So I think that's a much uh, it's yeah. a good approach as well. I think the thing about those webinars is they give structure to your to your study, building it up um, right to when you're going to be doing the exam. But as well as structure, there's kind of an accountability to it because you're you're given work. There's a certain amount of work you you need to have um, prepared or done or things you need to have looked at to really get the most out of them. So they can really be a good kind of focus point in your week to work around and to build towards. Yeah, I think these emails and these unusual times with what everybody's going through um we would tell people though i think the overarching guidance is really like don't make the mistake of regret i guess at the end of at the end of these whatever weeks or months that you're 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 maybe stuck inside and maybe you had a little bit more time and you think oh well maybe i should have done more maybe i should have studied more maybe i should have taken those exams it's really kind of don't make that mistake because you can fix it then and I think most people, when they go back to work properly, might have a lot to catch up on, even if they've been working from home. And it might take a while to readjust to everything. So this is really an opportunity to to, to do something that, yes, you may never have this opportunity again. And, and in a way, hopefully, you never do have that opportunity again. But while you're in it, it's important to take advantage of it. Yeah, and I think it's, as we said, and we've talked before on, on these podcasts, it's really just making the most of that maybe extra time you have or the more time that you, you now do have in your home or for studying, not letting all that, you know, added time be dead time where you're just maybe watching TV or, or floating around your house, but really trying to use some of that time to your advantage and factor in that bit of study into your day. And as, as we've talked a lot before, it's obviously very tough circumstances and everyone's circumstances are different. But if you can, you know, look at your own circumstances and see how you can work this into a positive over these next few weeks or months and how you could come out of this in a really strong position with your SEMA exams. Yeah, we've talked so many times about um, recreating the, 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 the exam day that if you, if you have a desk and on your desk when you're studying that you get it as much like an exam day and you practice the questions on your laptop or on your computer just like an exam day. Uh, and to, to replicate that exam day as much as possible. Now you actually can replicate that. I think we described it as um, every game you play is a home match because you're actually going to be sitting, you have this opportunity to sit exactly where you've been studying, exactly where you've been practicing all this time um, and taking your exam. And that, that must be a benefit, not only the fact that you're so used to your surroundings, but you're also not going into a surrounding, you're not going into an exam centre where you have kind of other nervous students beside you. You don't have to listen to people talk about, oh, what did you study? What did you study? Did you study the right thing? Or yeah. even worse, the, the, the conversation afterwards, did you go for that in question two? And I think that's a great advantage, the fact that you can kind of avoid the traffic, avoid the travel, avoid the stress. It's just, oh, I'll just go to where I've always gone to study. And now just instead of the practice questions and the exams uh, that I've been doing, this is just a real bit of study, uh, except it's just the exam. But it, 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 the, the amount of stress it should reduce must be huge. 
Yeah, I, I think um, in ways it's kind of you're able to now replicate the exam experience more than we could probably ever have hoped. But, you know, you could effectively sit down to do um, a mock exam. And if you're approaching it in the right way, it's going to be the exact same as your exam date, with the only difference being the content of the paper. It's Otherwise, it is exactly the same and how you approach it can be exactly the same and you can learn so much from doing it that way. So you can really you know, it, it's very hard to learn what works for you exactly when you're going to an unknown, a different place. There's all these other variables. But when you're doing that exam in your house, you can factor all those things that make that experience work as well as possible for you. So I think that's huge. And I think that's an advantage that for the people who use that and are aware of that in their study and um, building up to that exam, I think they're the ones who are going to do really well in the exam. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, um, I think the moral of this whole thing is like, don't waste this opportunity and take advantage of it. Um, and, and it is a really great opportunity. We don't know whether or not SEMA will confirm that you'll always be able to do exams like this. This could be your only only shot at doing it. Um, but really, it's it's just an, it's an amazing opportunity to make great progress in your exams. And at least when you come out of this, you'll be a, a stronger potential accountant or maybe you'll be finished your last case study and and this, this time won't be wasted or you'll be getting maybe a good ending out of what might have been a bad story so don't waste the opportunity and take these exams and, and go forward with real purpose and i think you'll get really great advantages out of that don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram for extra content important news live streams study tips and much more so, Connor, our new stories today, we're going to um, share some positive stories. And I think there's a lot of positive stories starting to appear in the media, which is nice because the first few weeks were all very negative and not downplaying the importance of everything that's going on and the struggles that a lot of people are going through, unfortunately. Um, I think when you when we're looking at the type of stories we cover, we're looking at, like, there's an Irish firm, Medtronic, who are going to publicly share the designs for their ventilator models um, so they're going to put things like um, their engineering specs and their service manuals and their design requirements. And and later on, they're going to put their code up on site that any manufacturer worldwide can take all this content and can start using their um, IP and make ventilators and don't have to delay and try to figure out how to make them, don't have to design them. Uh, and I think that's a really good thing because it's obviously helping frontline health workers. Um, but it's nice at a time like this that companies are putting aside um, profit, I guess, and putting aside, people, some people would say, corporate greed for, for the greater good. Yeah, I, I think, um, and it's something you see a lot about, it's something people will have read about in their studies as well, is this idea of kind of corporate social responsibility and and you know being accountable to more than uh, to your stakeholders for more than just profit being um, able to stand over the the work and decisions of your company and i think this is a really good example of this it's people identifying that there is a bigger global issue and they are doing whatever they can in their part and in this case you know it's we're seeing a really positive thing where they are sharing um what i'm sure is very valuable ip they are um you know th this product that they have there they're opening it up and it's kind of open source design that people can use but it is with a a greater good at heart and i think that's that's really impressive and positive to see and you'd you know 
even though I'm sure their interests aren't aligned this way, but you'd have to see their different shareholders and stakeholders respond very positively to seeing a company act in this way at a time like this. And never to miss an opportunity to, to bring some sports into our podcast. Absolutely. There's all, <laughs> absolutely. There's also, um, you look at t- uh, the Formula One teams like Mercedes and McLaren um, are coming together and they're actually allowing people to, at their factories where they make cars um, and where they do a lot of their research for their their cars and Formula One, they're turning them into factories where they're building ventilators and their engineers are helping to build ventilators and not building cars, I guess. And then there's a there's a consortium which of huge companies in the UK called Ventilator Challenge UK, and they have companies like Airbus and Ford and Rolls Royce, a huge huge companies are all coming together. Um, to solve this massive human problem and I just think it's, it's really really positive um, that there is um, people keep saying the world is going to change after what we're going through with the coronavirus but there really is a sign that, that it may well do and it may well hopefully continue in that vein afterwards. And I think what's what's fascinating is seeing some of the the names and obviously the the different industries, like even seeing a, a Formula One team like Mercedes involved in this. It's so interesting to look at how when you apply the expertise and you know the people who are involved in these companies to looking at a different um, a different problem, like seeing the outcome that they can eventually reach on this. When you when you have kind of maybe different experience and and different trains of thought trying to tackle a new problem, how they can help. So I think it is, once again, it's really commendable that all these, you know, huge global companies are trying to use their resources and use their expertise to to help with this bigger problem. I think you have similar, um, your story is something different, but similar. Yeah, I suppose we are, we're once again, still trying to, to look at, um, you know, not just, I suppose, positive responses people are taking but also maybe um positive kind of unexpected effects or, or it might obviously be expected in this case is the environmental effects that's that's happening as a result of you know the global lockdowns and i think i saw recently that you know almost half of the world's population are in some form of a restriction at the moment which is just phenomenal numbers when you when you think about it but they're seeing this um clearly reflected in levels of pollution which are falling around the world so levels of toxic air pollutants and emissions of greenhouse gases are globally dropping um to look at examples over two two different countries the first is china's um where their large cities they can see a huge drop in um levels of nitrogen dioxide now i wouldn't have known what that was before <laughs> but um i saw that this is a gas generated by machinery and it causes people respiratory problems um so they can actually see this um from satellites in the sky that there's a visible drop in the levels of these gases there's also a huge drop in soot particles which are in the air which again cause um issues for people's lungs they can compare this with previous years and there's up to a 30 percent reduction at the moment compared to other years and they have the same numbers um around 25 to 30 percent drop in emissions of co2 uh, again compared with other years so you're just seeing you know when when industry and business as normal shuts down there's these huge reductions in um in pollutants and emissions um 
which you know is obviously of a, a huge positive effect for the environment and when we look at um what a lot of countries are targeting in terms of reducing these and in terms of their environmental plans you know if these numbers were not even maintained at this level but some of the lessons learned from targeting these um these reductions could have a huge effect for the environment the other one just that i'd seen in the story was looking at new york city and the effect that the um the lockdown is causing in the the reduction in peak hour traffic so there's obviously because most people are at home there's a huge reduction in in traffic particularly at these peak hours um so what they've seen is the carbon monoxide levels in the cities are are half those that they have at any other period during the year so it it, it is amazing to see just when the world slows down a bit the environmental effect that 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 has and i hope we see like with coronavirus um we see how people working together whether in your own country own community or worldwide people are working together in a way maybe three months ago everybody would have said that would never happen that could never happen and and hopefully with the environmental impact slowing down it can show and and hopefully when and the world will beat this virus eventually and and kind of somewhat try and return to some normality uh, you would hope that, that that this theme of people working together to solve problems globally and uh, will continue uh, and we'd all be in a better place and that the environmental problem let's call it shouldn't may not be as difficult to solve because i think half the problem is getting people to work together but now that we may have solved the motivation behind that hopefully that that is a that is something that can be um quickly solved because i think what coronavirus has shown us is that um, we're all in this together and that we can be if we don't work together globally um there are things out there that will beat us no matter who we think we are yeah and i think just on the environmental side it's it's very rare that you get a, a trial run at something and where you know t- these emission targets and um reducing pollution people said they were they couldn't be achieved or it couldn't be done it's it's very rare that you suddenly get to see in practice when you alter the the behavior of people the effect that that can have and you really do hope that you know when this does pass whether that's um you know when we're looking back maybe even a year from now that these lessons aren't forgotten and the way that people um you know between the environmental way and the way of people coming together and banding together to solve problems, you'd hope that those lessons remain and that we can all learn from that. Try us for free by registering for a basic plan on learnsignal.com to get everything you need to pass your exams. So moving on to our student question this week, we had a question in um, from someone asking, how do I know how to interpret a case study when I receive it from SEMA? Yeah, so I think um, I actually spoke to somebody in SEMA yesterday about this. We were talking about something completely different than the case study came up. And and even they get surprised sometimes about the amount of emphasis that is put on the case study by providers and by students. Um, the case study is really a background, but I think as we see when we're putting our mock exams together and we see from the real exams the students get on, from SEMA, um, it's there's a lot of information provided on the day and sometimes the information provided on the day is the key part and and knowing the background and the case study is useful 
but I sometimes think you could pass these exams and not having read the case study in advance in a way. Um, so I think be very wary about the importance that you apply to the case study and, and the overall fascination you, you give to it because it can be a bit misleading. Um, I know next week's podcast, we're going to be discussing each of the case studies um, in, in very summar summarized form uh, and nearly telling you what you need to know about the companies um, uh, when you're, before you start studying and doing your exams. Um, if you're studying OCS, hopefully you attended our live webinar yesterday. And if not, that's available on record. But all our future webinars, so MCS starts next Friday, SCS the week before. Um, that's a really great chance because in there, and Paul will show you the importance of the case study. And, and you'll be surprised at how little he actually refers to the case study when he's talking through his subjects. Um, and if you look at our case study kickstart program that we have, and even if you're a basic member, you can access the first few of those lectures. Um, Paul goes through the case study and kind of the myths around the case study. So is it important? Yes, it's good to know it. Um, but don't get hung up on it and don't let that be the focus and don't spend your time trying to figure out what questions they might ask because I think that's where you might struggle. So we're going to leave it there for this week. Um, thank you for listening um, and thank you, Connor, as always. Thank you. Uh, if you have any questions, please send them in on our 24-7 help desk and otherwise we will talk to you again next week. Bye.